Take your Bibles this morning and turn in your Old Testaments to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 30 is where we're going to be this morning. Just one verse to really get us started this morning. Isaiah chapter 30. If you know anything about the nation of Israel, the nation of Israel was, uh, you, could, you could map their, their spiritual um, their spiritual history, I guess you could call it, uh, like a roller coaster ride. It was up and then it was down, and it was up and then it was down. And of course, when it was up, it was up because they had been trusting in Christ, in, in the Lord. They had uh, been uh, relying upon Him. They had served Him. But when it was down, obviously, they turned their back on Him. They turned their back on His commandments. And, and uh, the thing was totally back and forth. Well, God rose up uh, prophets like Isaiah, like Ezekiel, like Jeremiah, like Hosea that we've been studying on, on uh, Wednesday nights uh, to warn Israel. And it, boy, you know, you look at, you look at uh, just how God worked with them and was patient with them and dealt with them over and over again, sometimes about the same issues again and again and again. And it, it makes us realize just how, how merciful and how good a God we have and how patient he is with us. With that in mind, I want you to stand with me, if you would. We're just going to read one verse. In fact, let's read the verse together. It's uh, Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. We'll read it together. Out loud in unison. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. Let's read together. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we want to thank you so much for being our God. We thank you for the goodness that you've showed to us. Lord, you've told us in your word, the goodness of God leadeth us to repentance. And often we find ourselves, when we stray from you, coming back to you because you've been so good to us. We ask God that as we study the, uh, a very important topic tonight, uh, today, uh, this, the topic of security and having our security in you. We, we are living in a, in a time when things are upside down. We're living in a time when uh, just going out in public, I can hear people talking about the fact that they're worried about the situation of our country. They're worried about the situation of the world right now. And uh, Lord, uh, it's good to know that we have security because we have the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, God, we pray that you would guide and direct in this message. I pray that you give me wisdom as I, as I preach. I pray that you give us all ears to hear that the truths might sink down into our hearts. And uh, Father, we'll, we'll be careful to praise you and thank you for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. All God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. The, the verse, the first part of the verse is very encouraging because it says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. Well, they had turned their back on God. 
He's saying, listen, you need to, instead of resting in things and instead of resting in, in, in things that are temporal rather than eternal, um, you need to rest in me and you need to return to me. He says, you need to return. You need to turn your face back to me. And then he says, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. That's security right there. Having, being, having quietness and confidence and, and having that strength, and it's because you know that God is taking care of you. But the last, last four words of the verse are so, so upsetting. He says, and ye would not. In other words, this is all that you could have if you would just do what I say. And in, instead, they've decided to take another way, and they've turned their back on God, and because of that, Israel did not have security. Israel was, was easily uh, taken over and besieged by other countries. And they lost their freedom over and over and over again because they did not have security in Christ. They did not have security in their God. What, what exactly is security? Security is being free from fear or apprehension of danger. Having confidence and, and not confidence in something that is temporal, but confidence in someone who is eternal. And, of course, that's God himself. For, for a Christian, security is, is being free from the cares of this world because we, we are assured of God's care for us every day. There ought to be a distinct difference between the way uh, unsafe people are acting today with everything going on and the way you and I are acting today. What, what, is, what is sad is that I, I, see, I see oftentimes safe people just as worried, just as concerned, just as all uptight over the stuff that's happening in this world because they don't really have, uh, I'm not saying they're not saved, I'm just saying they don't have that security and they don't have that confidence uh, in their God. When our security is in Christ, our, our, our chief desire is to please him and to serve him. And, uh, and you have security in that, knowing that you are pleasing him and knowing that you are serving him. And you want to see other people trust Christ as Savior. Um, you know, uh, uh, you, ought to have, you ought to have a real desire. And by the way, thank you so much for all those hands that went up uh, a little while ago. Uh, that's, that, that, that means so much to me as a pastor, and I'm sure it, it means an awful lot to the Shipman family, just knowing that people are praying and praying for them every day. Just don't let a day go by. And it might be at different times, obviously. Might be in the morning, might be in the evening, might be three or four times a day that you decided to do that. That'd be fine, too. But uh, uh, they're... they're <laughs> You know, when, when you see people that are, are forming around you when you're going through a difficulty, it gives you support and it gives you help. And it's important for us to have our security in God and have it in Jesus Christ. If we don't have our security in Christ, then what good are we to, to pray for other folks when they're in, in problems and they're in difficulties? There, there is, there is a, a, just an overall need that all of us have for this kind of security. Everyone, everyone longs to be secure. You know how I know that? Because we don't like change. 
Uh, you know, I, I don't know too many people who really enjoy things being turned upside down and things changing. Uh, but the truth of the matter is life is full of changes. And what God wants us to do is adapt to those changes, whatever they might be. They might be changes in our church. They might be changes in your job. They might be changes in your family. They could be, you know, changes in our country, and we've certainly seen changes in our country. Uh, when when COVID hit, I think one of the biggest problems that most most had was that you know there was just there, there was just an uncertainty there. Okay, well, you might have some uncertainty in outward situations. I understand that those are temporal. They're gonna they're going to be changeable. But if you have a certainty in your God and you have that confidence that God is going to take care of you and going to oversee you, and you can clearly see, and you know, you've heard me talk about this so often, but, but I'm a bug on it. You've got to see the hand of God in your life, and you've got to see it on a regular basis, and you've got to know that it's there. And uh, uh, when, when you have that kind of security, uh, it, it helps us through the troubled times. Uh, we, we like consistency. You know, like I said, we don't like anything to change. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, in, in this confession time, okay, I don't like it that the Miller family is uh, taken off down to, down to, you know, down, down to, where is it? Mount Morris, that's where it is. Uh, see, I've even tried to forget where they're going. Uh, but you know what? I'm thrilled at the fact that they're going down there because God's using them. That's a wonderful thing. And God's using us as a church to send them out and to go down there. I've already talked to the pastor, and he's excited. Now, are there going to be some holes left? Sure there are. You know what? You need to be secure in Christ so that you can be part of the, part of the solution and fill some of those holes. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's change, and we don't like change. But if you have that security in Christ, bless God, man, you can go, you can go through those, those times and go through them very secure. Everybody longs to be secure. Uh, we, we like to be secure in our, in our family relationships. We like to be secure in our friendships. We don't like those to change. I don't like it when folks, you know, that, uh, that I was close to, that I am close to, all of a sudden go to another area, uh, you know, because that, that, that disrupts things. Uh, you like security in your job. How, you know, my, uh, years ago, it was not unusual to have the same job for 30, 40, 50 years. Now it's not necessarily that case. Now, a lot of our folks have had that kind of consistency and praise the Lord for it. But uh, it's often not there. Uh, we like to have consistency in our finances. We like to have consistency in our homes. And we like to have consistency in, in, uh, in security in family, uh, or excuse me, in safety and in health. And uh, in, in general acceptance that others have of us. But it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be turned upside down. That's just life. Life, in, in, as far as the temporal things go, uh, is not secure. It's not going to be consistent. But my God is secure. If you have that anchor, if you have that anchor of God's security, uh, it, can, it, can, it, it can get you through those times when things change. 
Unfortunately, what, what we often do is we often look for security in those things that do change. We look for security in the temporal things, in the material things. We look for security in people. Let me tell you, people change. And, and, and people have lives of their own to lead, so they go where God directs them. And we, we look for it oftentimes in those things. And when we do, what that does is that produces more insecurity in us. And it causes us to worry, and it causes us to fret, and it causes us to, to, uh, uh, to wonder what will be the next step that we take. Ecclesiastes 5.12 says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much. But the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. You know, you, you've heard people say, well, if I just had more money, I'd be more secure. <laughs> not necessarily. Rich people have a hard time sleeping at night because of, of, of all that they have. Uh, the, the test of our security is how peaceful we are when possessions and things and people are taken from us, marred, destroyed, or changed in some way. That's when you see just how secure we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a, there's a danger when we have our security and we have our comfort zone, so to speak, uh, in things that change. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11 Verse 28 says, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Uh, what causes us to flourish even when the times change and, and the difficulties come? Uh, being, being right with God and having our security in him. When we trust in things or we trust in people, we trust in anything that can change. That's when, we, that's when we find ourselves on unstable and dangerous ground. Uh, it, it, it's good to know that we've got a God who stays steadfast and doesn't change. Take your Bibles and turn with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. In James chapter 1, look down at verse 17. And this is a, a passage that deals with, uh, it deals with temptations, it deals with trials and difficulties, uh, what happens when sin comes into our life, and how that we need to, to uh, look in the Word of God and let the Word of God change us. But notice what God sticks in here in verse 17. I love this verse. Verse 17 of James 1 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of light, speaking of God, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of, turn, of turning. You know what that means? He never changes. If I want security, I don't put it in a person. I don't put my trust in a person. I don't put my confidence in a person. I don't wrap my life around a person. You know who I wrap my life around? I wrap a life, my life around my God. I don't wrap it around 
things. I don't wrap it around my finances. I don't wrap it around uh, my, my, my paycheck. I don't wrap it around things that can change at a moment's notice. Instead, I wrap it around, I wrap my confidence around the one who said he'd never change in whom is no variableness. That means changing back and forth. Neither shadow of turning. He never, ever changes. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always been faithful. He is faithful right now, and he'll always be faithful. And all God's people said. <laughs> you know, isn't that good? Isn't it good to know you got a God who absolutely never changes. But false security uh, will work for a while until all of a sudden things are turned upside down. Things are, are tested. And if it's based on something temporal, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's vulnerable. Uh, the sense of security can easily collapse. <clears throat> I remember, I've, I've read stories and, and heard stories about the Titanic which was a, a ship that was built. Supposedly, it was an unsinkable ship. Well, guess what happened? It went out on its maiden voyage, and it sunk, and people died. Uh, some people were, were, were rescued uh, during that time, but, but what was the problem that the, the people had that were on that ship? Well, they put, for the most part, they put their trust in something that was temporal, that was temporary, uh, not eternal. They put their trust in a ship instead of putting their trust in God. There's a story told about a, there was a preacher on that boat and on that ship, and he was saved. And when, uh, when the ship went down, he floated around from place to place and from person to person, witnessing to them and leading them to Christ, some of them. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a blessing. What was the difference between most of the people on that boat and that guy? That guy had eternal life. That guy had a God who he believed would take care of him. And that guy had security. He said, man, security? The ship is sunk and he's floating in the ocean and he's freezing to death? Yeah, but he has security in Christ. And you can see it by the way he reacts in the situation. He wasn't as concerned about himself as he was about the people that were about to die, some of them, and have to face God in eternity. And, and uh, that, that security makes a, a real difference about how we make it through, through life and through situations. False security can, can produce a, um, a, a real uh, spirit of carelessness. Uh, it can be, a, like I said, a very dangerous, dangerous place to be. Um, most of the time, uh, when people are in the most danger, uh, they feel the most secure. Um, nobody, for instance, who uh, went into the Twin Towers on September 11th years ago, uh, that morning before the before the planes hit. No, nobody was, was concerned about dying necessarily. They hadn't thought that there would be a great tragedy that day at the Twin Towers. If they did, they wouldn't have gone in there, that's for sure. 
but uh, but but so you know, and they they knew that the the uh, the, the building was a very very secure building. But again, uh, it was secure from a temporal standpoint. But nothing is impregnable uh, on this earth. And uh, there were people, I'm sure, that, that were in that situation that were saved. And I, I know there were people that were in that situation that were lost. Those that were saved that were right with God, uh, though, though they were in a very, very perilous situation, they had a security in Jesus Christ. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 47. Some examples of, of uh, really a false, false security. Isaiah 47. And look down with me in verses 8 through 11. Isaiah 47, 8 through 11. It says, Therefore, hear now this. Thou that art given to pleasures, that dwellest carelessly, that sayest in thine heart, I am, and none else beside me, I shall not sit as a, as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall, shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of thy sorceries and for the great abundance of thine enchantments. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness. Thou hast said, none seeth me. Thy, thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it hath perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am and none else beside me. In other words, basically, you know, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. Verse 11, therefore shall evil come upon thee. Thou shalt not know from whence it, it, it riseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee. Thou shalt not be able to put it off, and destruction shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Now, these are people that were overall confident, but their confidence was misplaced. And God said, listen, when the tragedy comes, it's going to come suddenly, and it's going to come at a time that you don't know. Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 3. Here's another kind of false security. God's addressing the seven churches of Asia. And in Revelation chapter 3... In verse 17, it's the, the last church. And I believe that these churches are, were not only literal churches, but they also represent uh, literal ages of the church age. Uh, and, and the very last one, which is the one I believe that we're living in today, is the age of Laodicea. And uh, if you look down in verse 17, he starts in verse 14, says, Under the church, under the angel of the church of, of the Laodiceans, write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. And then you get down to verse 17, he says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. What, what, they're, what they're saying is we've got, we don't really have any needs, and so we must be okay. And what God tells them is, says, no, spiritually, you are wretched, you are miserable, you are poor, you are blind, and you are naked. When we get comfortable in, in putting our confidence in things that change, 
then we're in a very, very dangerous situation. We're in a very dangerous position. Go to Luke chapter 12. Jesus spoke of a, of a man who had that kind of an attitude. Luke chapter 12, and look down at verses 16 through 21. Luke chapter 12, and verse 16, says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my, my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will build down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And again, uh, he was putting his confidence in that which perished rather than putting his confidence in things that are eternal. And you're in a dangerous position if you put your, your trust in people, if you put your trust in human effort, if you put your trust in things instead of putting your trust in God. Go, go with me back in the Old Testament, Jeremiah. And go to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. And look down in verse 5 with me, if you would. Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. The best security you can have is trusting God. The best security you can have is, is being right with God and, and knowing that your existence and your joy and your happiness doesn't come from people. It doesn't come from things. It comes from God. This, this last week, uh, and honestly, I'm probably preaching this, this message this morning as much to myself as I am anybody that's here. I had one of those weeks that was kind of an up and down week emotionally. And uh, there was a, a, at least one, maybe two days when I was kind of down in the dumps. And uh, what had happened was I started taking my eyes off of God. And I started looking at circumstances and situations and things and people. And man, there's nothing that'll get you down quicker than doing that very thing. And what is so necessary before that thing gets down too low is to realize that, wait a minute, you know, we sing a song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Now, we sing that, but oftentimes we don't live it because our trust isn't totally in him. When things change and the things that we depended upon uh, change and, and situations and circumstances differ, that's when we start to, to shake and we start having difficulty. Now, what are the blessings of making the Lord our security? Um, 
trust in God instead of trust in man, trust in things, trust in circumstances. There's, there's some distinct blessings. We're going to look at four of them and then we're done. Take your Bibles and turn with me to uh, Psalm 28. Get your fingers limber because we're going to look at a bunch of scriptures here this morning. And I want you to look at them. I want you to see them. By the way, thank you for being a Bible, uh, not only a Bible-believing church, but a church that brings their Bible to church. Thank you for that. Because it's not important just that I say it, but it's important that you see it and that, and that, that scripture is real to you. Uh, Psalm 28. Psalm 28, verse 27, or excuse me, yeah, if you find Psalm 28, 27, you got a different kind of Bible. You got the wrong one, you got to turn it in. Uh, <laughs> go down to verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Can I tell you, when I, when I, when I get down in the dumps, when I get depressed, you know what my problem is? My strength and my joy and my song is not in God. I've taken my eyes and lowered them down to things or circumstances or people. Whatever you want to fill in the blank with, when, when I lower my eyes, I lower them to something that changes all the time. Boy, you put your strength and your confidence in that, you're in trouble. And you're going you're gonna to be in an emotional upheaval all the time. You want to be stable. You want to have strength. You want to have help. When we, put our, when we put our confidence and our security in God, he gives us that strength and he gives us that help. Look at, go over to chapter 73, book of Psalms. Go 73. And look down in verse 26. 7326, my flesh and my heart faileth. And all God's people said, <laughs> all God's people said, amen. amen. I mean, really, your flesh is going to fail. <laughs> your, 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 your heart is going to fail. I, you know, honestly, um, I am not a, a, overall a fan of the Hallmark Channel. And one of the reasons why is because the Hallmark Channel's uh, life uh, quote is, follow your heart. I've heard that so many times in those crazy movies. And uh, you say, so if you don't like it so much, why do you watch all those movies? Well, I'm weak just like you are. Anyway, uh, and sometimes stupid. <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the point is, is that you follow your heart, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Why? Because your heart's weak. Your flesh is weak, but God is the strength of your heart. Uh, go with me to chapter 140. 140. In 140, look down in verse 7. Psalm 140. Verse 7 says, O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head, in the day of battle, uh, when, when there's difficulties, when there's wars, when there's rumors of wars, when there's battles, when there's conflict, when there's strife, you put your, your, your security and your trust in God, and he'll give you strength. He'll cover your head. God is the strength of my salvation. 
It's not me. What, you know, I, when I started this whole, whole thing and, and uh, trusted Christ as Savior back when I got saved in 1969, uh, you know, my, my salvation has nothing to do with me and everything to do with Jesus Christ. That's why, uh, you know, when you, when you ask somebody, do you know for sure if you died today that you go to heaven? And they, they say, yes, I do know that for sure. And then you say, well, well, how do you know that for sure? Well, I have, and you can fill in the blank with whatever you want after that. It's the wrong foundation. Because I has nothing to do with being saved and forgiveness of sins. You, you have, have no way of getting your own sins forgiven with yourself. It's got to be outside of yourself. It's got to be Jesus Christ who does it and does it all. That's why the Bible says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because it has nothing to do with what we've done and everything to do with what God has done for us. Um, go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Back up a little bit. Psalm 27, and when you get to Psalm 27, look at verses 1 through 3. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom, I, of, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. You ever been in a tumultuous situation? And because you're saved and because you're serving God, because you're right with God, God gives you a peace through it. I've been through some of those situations. I've been through tumultuous situations when my heart's been at peace. I can also be honest with you and tell you there have been times when I have been through tumultuous situations and my heart's not been at peace. And I've not gone through it confidently and I've not gone through it with strength. Why? Because my trust is misplaced. Anytime we start trusting anything that can change, you're on shaky ground. But you trust God and you rely on God and you have your confidence in him and your security in him. And God will give you a freedom from fear. You can go into a situation. And like I said, I've, I've, I've been in those situations before. And when you're trusting God, God just sails you through it. And that doesn't mean your heartstrings aren't tugged. And it doesn't mean you don't cry some, sometimes some real crocodile tears. But you have a confidence and you have a security that your God is in control. And you know what? If your God is in control, then let the whole thing blow up. Let the whole thing just, just, just tumble because God is doing that thing and he's going to take care of you through it. And, and I, I've seen it. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the life of others. Another thing that, that uh, uh, another blessing that you get from putting your security in Christ. Go to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, and we're going to look down at verse 
verse 3. Isaiah 26. And verse 3. says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Why don't you like those two words together? Perfect peace. I like that. God says he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. You know, you know when I have problems? You know when you have problems? Is when your mind isn't stayed on him and it starts to drift to things that, again, are changeable. Keep your mind on that which is unchangeable. And God will give you inner peace and God will give you, give you some real joy. Go to backwards, go to the book of Proverbs. Back up just a little bit in your Old Testament. Go to Proverbs 16. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20. It says, He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. You know what I noticed about that verse? It says nothing about circumstances. It says nothing about what that person, where that person is or what, he, what they're going through at the, at the moment. It, it says if you trust God, you'll be happy. Well, has there ever been a time in your life when you've been unhappy? <laughs> Probably many. And I've been there too. You know what my problem was? wasn't trusting God like I should. I didn't have my confidence fixed firmly in him. Uh, take your Bibles and, and turn to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah 17. In Jeremiah 17, look down with me in verses 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Now, this is talking about stability, and this is talking about uh, being unchanging and being secure. Why? Because your security is in someone who never changes, who is strong on your behalf and wants to give you, you strength. This is talking about stability in a fruitful life. Uh, you have that when, when you make the Lord your security. You have stability. You have a fruitful life. You have inner peace. You have joy, you have, you're free from fear, and you have strength, and you get help on a daily basis, and you get that help from God. Now ask yourself, where, where is your security? Where's your security? You know, what is it you're really putting your confidence and your trust in? Is it, is it money? Is it things? Is it family? Is it your job? Is it circumstances? Is it other people? Is it friends? Or is your, is your you, know, you love all those things, you appreciate those things that God has given to you, but our security needs to be in him. And, and particularly if you're here this morning, uh, when it comes to your salvation, if you're here and you're not absolutely sure that if you died you go to heaven, or you think you are sure but it's because you're, but you're not because your security really isn't in, in Christ. 
The only way that you can have security for eternity is through Jesus Christ. That's it. You know, when, it, when I got saved, I realized that I had been trusting and put my security in a bunch of stuff that couldn't hold me up, that couldn't give me forgiveness of sins. The only one who can give you forgiveness of sins, the one who, 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 was, who always has been, always will be, who died on the cross, shed his precious blood for you, was buried and rose again the third day. The only way you can get forgiveness of sins is by trusting someone who's eternal. Because what you need is eternal life. You can only get it through an eternal, unchangeable God who died on the cross for your sins. If you're here this morning and you're saved, where is your security? Do you find yourself, you know, like me this last week, do you find yourself going through some times of, of, of just being down, looking at circumstances, looking at situations, and every time we do that, we find ourselves taking our eyes off of Jesus Christ. Think about this. When, when Peter was in that boat and the storms were raging and Jesus Christ came across the water, and he asked, he asked the Lord, he says, bid me to come out to you. And Jesus said, come, go ahead, give it a shot. Come on, I'll strengthen you, I'll, I'll lift you up. And so he did. He got out on the water. And man, he started to walk on water. He didn't sink until he took his eyes off of the one that he was looking at, who was eternal, who never changes. And instead, he started to look at the waves. And he started to see how the wind was blowing. And he looked underneath, you know, down below, and he saw that his feet were on water and they weren't supposed to be on water, they supposed to be in water. And what happened? He began to sink. He did the same thing that we do. When we take our eyes off of Christ and our security is not in him, that's when we sink. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it is so good to know that we can have security in you. God, you have a desire, and that's his desire is that we be secure in you. You want to give us peace. You want to give us strength. You want to give us hope. You want to give us joy. You want us to be stable in our lives. You want us to bear fruit. But all of that is only possible when our security, when our trust, when our confidence is in you. And it's so easy, God, to put our confidence in people, places, things, and circumstances. God, forgive us when we do that. And maybe, maybe right now we're, there's some folks that are putting their security and putting their trust in things that aren't secure. And, Lord, you want them to look back to you again. It, I admit, Lord, it's easy for our, our vision to get detoured. And we stop looking at you and stop looking at, start looking at, at things that can't hold us up. They can't really give us joy. It, oh, we can, get a little, we can get a little smile on our face from time to time, but it's not permanent. 
man, what we get from you, Lord, is permanent and it sticks and it, it lasts and it goes down deep into our soul. We're thankful for that. God, I pray that you might work in, in our hearts and in this invitation. And God, as, as you speak to our hearts, uh, maybe we just need to refocus our trust and refocus our confidence and refocus our security and put it back where it belongs in the one who is unchangeable, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Bless this invitation. Have your will and way in our hearts. And if there's anyone here this morning who does not know Christ as Savior, they're not absolutely positive that if they were to die today, they go to heaven. I pray they might come forward and get that thing settled. Take my hand say, Preacher, uh, I need to be saved. We'll have someone take the word of God and show them how they can get that thing settled and not, not just settled, but settled for all eternity because our security is in you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all